Hey, hey, hey! Welcome to the Brown Taboo Project, Sazma's very own podcast. Sazma, South Asian Sexual and Mental Health Alliance, a very sexy name we know. Um, if you haven't checked out our brand new website yet, make sure you do. It's very easy, sazma.org. It's on the interwebs. Go check it out. And we're coming at you live from different cities across the U.S. to talk to you about a bunch of cool stuff. So I'm Tanya. I'm Shreya. I'm Trinish. And I'm Sri. Yay! <laughs> um, so we are all coming at you today to talk about um, a few things, some things that have been happening recently, um, really in the domain of politics. Um, and at the time of recording, one of the main uh, of the main things that is kind of in the news is the various statements that have been put out by the uh, Department of Health and Human Services and the DOJ about trans people, and specifically trying to write transness out of being a thing. Yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> which is not a thing, by the way. You right. can't actually and do that. <laughs> and eliminating protections by potentially uh, enacting a policy that would label sex only as something that is a found on your birth certificate or otherwise mm -hmm. confirmed through genetic testing, um, which, I mean, it's a leaked memo, so who knows how serious this is or what could potentially happen or not happen with it. But, I mean, I got to at least... From where I'm coming from personally, it, it's been pretty hard for me these past few days, and I've been really upset about the potential of this piece um, of policy and how that would impact a lot of people that I love and care really deeply about, and a lot of other mm -hmm. people who whose humanity really yeah. is being questioned here. And in terms of the actual specifics of what it would do, because this is under Title IX, essentially what they're saying is, it's totally legal to discriminate against someone who is trans. Mm -hmm. As if it is, wasn't hard enough. Yeah. As if it wasn't hard enough. Now they're just completely stripping, stripping them of any legal protection mm -hmm. that they had, which is so fucked up on so many levels. Mm -hmm. um, well, I think the interesting thing about it, too, is that the argument being that, oh, so this is just going to be like the federal definition. But if a state wants to personally pass legislation that's about protecting folks based on gender identity, which a lot of states, municipalities, jurisdictions have done to varying degrees. But the way that it stands now by making this new narrow, narrower definition um, of sex, which we can also talk about how biologically is pretty ridiculous, um, then, you know, putting it back to the states to be like, all right, now you've got to pass your own legislation if you want to protect trans or gender mm -hmm. nonconforming people. Yeah. And, oh, the whole biological thing, I'm like, mm, even that's wrong. Mm -hmm. Like, that's not even how everything works. You know, there's so much biological variation and we don't fit, we like, we like to think that's what we've been conditioned to think, right? Like, mm -hmm. XX, XY, there mm -hmm. is really nothing in between. And if there is something in between, we just, stick it in the intersex category and we don't talk about it. You know, we're just like, oh, these are the people that don't fit in the box. Okay, we'll put them to that side. Um, but just, you know, that they're talking about what doing biological testing to figure out, you know, if your gender doesn't match or whatever. And I'm like, even that is not as black and white as they're making it out to be. So just like 
inherently it's wrong on so many levels and even on a scientific level it's wrong so uh which is funny because the memo says it's uh quote grounded in science Mm, like uh, pseudoscience fake news alternative science i mean what are we doing i don't know which scientists are are guiding them on this but i don't think there are any right yeah yeah yeah. i would i would like to have a personal (laughs) word with these scientists and smack some sense into them but yeah 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 Yeah. i'm sure like let me (laughs) (laughs) with your fake ass degree With your fake PhD degree. I think that's the piece, too, of, like, with when you're talking about the quote-unquote science behind this policy, this potential policy that's being considered, even the piece of, even if you're going to be like, trans people don't exist, or they can't exist, I don't want them to exist, whatever, there is this piece of folks who are born with a variety of variations in terms of sex, And I've definitely read prevalence estimates, like statistics about intersex conditions being about 1% to 2% Mm -hmm. of the population, aka as common as red hair. That is crazy. And so Mm -hmm. this piece of like thinking, thinking of so easily being able to just uh, put people into binary categories I mean, I feel like even in high school biology, you learn about like Klein-Felters, 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 yeah, and stuff, let alone the pieces of gender that obviously thinking about gender as a social construct and how, as we were talking about last episode, it's so, so much more than just these binaries that we easily put things into. But like mm-hmm. that has been a part of the scientific and medical community for hundreds of years. That's the piece that I'm like, it's not mm. even a new thing. How are you proposing to go about actually just eliminating um, any any piece about like sex being something that is just on your birth certificate mm-hmm. or just found through genetic testing when we've known for so many years that it's not that mm-hmm. simple? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I, I read very recently somewhere, I was doing some research because at work I do a, a lot of these like LGBTQ 101 presentations for other providers. Like, for example, the most recent ones I've been doing are for our dental clinics, like where we refer our patients out to because we've had some few incidents happen. So we want to make sure that patients we're referring to, you know, are having a good experience there. So it's it's just scratching the surface, but it's the basics. And so I was just, you know, doing some research and I found this came across this thing that said um, an article that said there are 16 different ways of being mm. intersex, 16 different variations you Mm -hmm. could say that would categorize you as intersex Mm -hmm. and so even just that like that's there and then the other thing is there are people that probably are intersex Mm -hmm. but don't know it because they you know you know they might only find out if for example they may have like a fertility issue or I even read like until someone maybe dies and has an autopsy and you know you open them up and you're like oh okay this is you know got a little something extra exactly match what we thought you (laughs) know what's going on here um but yeah people might have different internal organs and their external organs and they may never know it some people know it some people don't know it not everyone does genetic testing like that right like in day-to-day life you don't need to unless maybe you have a health condition that requires it somehow right. to figure out or what's unless going the on. government starts testing so all of that's us. that's the thing i'm like let let's talk and let's figure out how many of you folks 
you know, who maybe wrote this memo, maybe some of you are intersex and you don't even know it, you know, let's, let's go there. Anyway, if you're as fired up about this as we are, that's where we're going with this. It. <laughs> it's literally yeah, the least you can do. I was actually talking to a friend about this, about how voting, like, you can make an argument that, like, people make a big deal about voting, and sometimes it's, like, um, kind of inconsiderate because, you know, you're shaming people who sometimes are not able to vote for a whole variety of reasons um, and making them feel bad because they can't vote is, like, not the most constructive thing to do. But the thing is, it's literally like step one of trying to tackle the system. So yes, you should donate to organizations like trans lifeline. You should reach out and help the trans community in a variety of ways. And then you should also vote and considering that election day is right around the corner. We figured Mm -hmm. that we'd spend a little time talking about that. Yeah, I I actually had someone today um, tell me that, oh, I was going to vote, but then I have an exam on that day, so I'm so, like, I don't think I can. And I was like, no, you can get an absentee ballot. You yeah, can go to so vote early. <laughs> yeah. You should go to vote.org, and you yeah. can find out your deadlines and where to get your absentee ballots and where to find your polling place and Mm -hmm. all that good stuff. But also fun fact is that, um, there are some Brown people who are sadly in this administration and who are basically complicit in making policies like these that hurt pretty much every, every kind of American in this country. Mm -hmm. Womp womp. Yeah, not just marginalized folks, which is like the extra fucked up part. Yeah, literally, just <laughs> like they're already shit on us. Yeah, but even right. Just they're they're pretty equal opportunity when it comes to <laughs> <laughs> yeah. fucking Shitting people over people. basically. Yeah. When it comes yeah. to people, they're like you get fucked and you get fucked and you also get fucked. Everyone <laughs> yeah. gets fucked, but but them, but them, yeah, because. Oh yeah. Anyway, I th- we have a lot of feelings on this. Topic, yeah. So. yeah. Yeah. And yeah. one of the most prominent people, at least in the past. Um, couple of years has been Ajit Bai, who is uh, the FCC uh. chairman. He was uh, appointed to the FCC under Obama in 2012, and Trump made him the FCC chairman in 2017. And um, uh. he basically tried to repeal the net neutrality laws, um, and mm-hmm. everyone thinks he's a piece of shit. Which he is, so, <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's Pretty it's much, crazy. Wired called him possibly the most reviled man on the internet, and like every <laughs> and like every time he tweets anything, people just like shit on him. It's like absolutely shit on him, as they should. Yeah, yeah. Is- Didn't he tweet about some movie or something, and then like people were just like, "No, you can't have that opinion." Like, go back to yeah, where you yeah. Came from. He yeah. tweeted about. Uh, how much he loved the big Lebowski and then people mm-hmm. and then like there was some headline which is Ajit Pai wants to wants to take the big Lebowski away from you also like something something like 
It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. And what I find is kind yeah. of hilarious is that it's a lot of brown people actually that's doing this. A lot of desi people, yeah. like, uh, like there have been mm-hmm. lots of like articles and stuff, kind of talking about how like desi people on on Twitter and on other forms of social media hate the fact that someone with so much bad press is who is like of our skin color of our ethnicity etc cetera, etc cetera, is in such a mm-hmm. high post um and is doing such shitty things there's there's yeah. this site called shameful dot daisy and um <laughs> the hashtag daisy wall of shame and like ajit bai is, is like top of the list followed by nikki <laughs> Haley. oh my god yeah prime suspect it's crazy though because Nimrata. even more than ajit bai i feel like um, Seema Verma, who is the administrator for Centers for Medicaid and Medicare, mm-hmm. has mm-hmm. like not gotten her fair share of shame, <laughs> which is insane because the shit yeah, that she I is mean... trying to pull is quite literally inhumane. Um, I think like the number one thing, and this is listed on the Daisy Wallace Shame website, <laughs> is that... Um, <laughs> So this, I, so you might have heard about these work requirements that are needed to access mm-hmm. Medicaid. So if you want to apply for Medicaid, you have to prove that you can that you absolutely can't work, and that's <sighs> just really bizarre because a lot of the times there's just a lot of shit that goes on. But basically, a lot of civil rights advocates are like, um, these are basically playing into racial stereotypes. Mm-hmm. And it's 2018, and we're trying to move on from that. But uh, yeah. Seema Verma comes along. She's like, <laughs> "Nope, I'm here to do whatever the Trump administration wants me to do." Um, and yeah. so, if you're listening to this, go out and shame Seema Verma. Is what I'm <laughs> she totally deserves it. She does. Yeah. What kind of shit is this? The thing about Medicaid beneficiaries too is that, like, the majority of people who are on Medicaid do work right. yeah. and I've seen like eight like 80 percent of the people who are on Medicaid and who can work like who are not approved for SSI do work or like at least live in a working or in a, a family unit that works mm-hmm. the people who aren't are usually people who are disabled <laughs> or students or um, caregivers and like um, the piece of buying into this rhetoric or this myth that like everyone who's on medicaid is a lazy piece of shit Mm -hmm. who's just trying to take shit from the government and like hello hi i'm on medicaid i'm a graduate student i do Mm -hmm. work i also make eight thousand dollars a year which is why i'm on medicaid so like go fuck yourself right (laughs) exactly exactly yeah gosh and then nikki haley i think is another big Mm -hmm. name one nimrata yeah, Nimrata yeah. as her. We're gonna, um, we're gonna call them all by their Indian names. How about that? Yeah, can we do it? The they can't escape us. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What's, Bo- what's what's Bobby Jindal's real name though? Because I think that's Piyush. the best one. I forget. Piyush. All right, Piyush. Yes. but he Piyush legally Jindal. changed it. Well, whatever. Yeah, that man is Indian, and his parents <laughs> gave yeah. him that name, so we're gonna call him Piyush. Listen, he thinks he's so white he belongs on a commercial fair and lovely, but we all know he's brown. Like we all know, mm-hmm. you know. Okay. No, his portrait. Yeah, his portrait is so scary. Yeah. I was like, did someone put fair and lovely on your portrait? Like, is that why it turned so white? Right. Ooh, yeah. It is. It looks like a ghost. It is not cute. There is. Yeah, he like whitewashed himself. Yeah. 
Mm. Yeah. Or, and, and I mean, yeah. to be fair, it could have been like the editors or whatever, and maybe not necessarily him, but also like weird. <laughs> it's like, it's like very, very not his yeah, skin tone. Yeah, it doesn't though. really even it's look like... like him at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, Fun Lord. Times. Okay. We were we were heading to Nimratha territory though. Oh yeah, yeah. so let's talk about Nimratha. Yes. <laughs> let's come back to the <laughs> the current yeah. roast session. Um Nikki Haley is actually I think really interesting because she like she does reference herself as like Indian mm-hmm. American. Um you know, every once in a while when it's opportunistic for her or when it's advantageous right. for her to Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she recently had a joke where, um, in one of her speeches, where she said, "I get it. You wanted an Indian woman, but Elizabeth Warren failed her DNA test." <laughs> Which is like, <laughs> that's, a, that's a joke, I guess. That's an absurd um, thing to say. It's weird. Well, okay, I will say that I appreciate her poking fun at the Indian Indian piece, mm-hmm. and because that is the crux yeah, of the I joke, right? right? So making so. It is a twist, like it is a kind of like twist into the side for that reason. It is funny. It is funny. It is yeah. funny. Yeah. I think it's hilarious. I'm like, all right, you got jokes, girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, and like, it is true that like Elizabeth Warren and her like Native American DNA test that came back, what is it, one to three percent Native mm-hmm. American is like not enough to claim no. any sort of like proper in- ancestry. That's not. And regardless of whatever the blood percentage is or isn't that every tribal nation represents has their own bylaws and how they mm. discern who is or is not a part of their nation. So it's just mm-hmm. disrespectful in general to claim that, oh, because I have X percentage or because I have that ancestry, like that even folks who are like 100% native, if they are not officially recognized by the tribe, then that does not make them a member of that nation. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gosh, but Nikki Haley actually, um, when she was running for go- for governor, she actually did get called a raghead, mm-hmm. um, and she got accused of basically um, hiding her like. So she comes from a Sikh family, so she was accused of hiding her being Sikh uh, behind uh, her, uh, behind her Christianity, basically because she had converted uh, to meth to being a Methodist. Mm-hmm. So like. I think it's I think it's 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 very interesting because like a lot of us you know all of us on this podcast we've all grown up in kind of like east coast desi environments um and which tend to be quite left leaning you know quite democratic in general uh but then you know the first two governors who were desi american in the US were Nikki Haley uh a conservative from South Carolina and Bobby Jindal, um, a an evangelical Catholic, God. quote unquote, from, from to Louisiana. Be an evangelical Catholic? Apparently, it is. My personal, like, I, I don't know. Like, he's technically, yeah, he's technically Roman Catholic, but the evangelicals love him. So, Maybe that's why um, he added it yeah. up. Interesting. <laughs> I mean, it is. Yeah. I, it's, it's hard because, like, they're also from like a different generation from us so like Mm -hmm. the generation right before Mm -hmm. us that are like first generation definitely you know struggles and this is just anecdotally speaking but it seems generally they struggle a bit more in terms of rootedness than we do 
um, mm-hmm. in a sense, because it wasn't, it was still a time when like people weren't sure what, what to do with Indians, right? Like, right, you yeah. know, you didn't, yeah. it, there wasn't as much, and like, it was more of a assimilationist culture or familiarity with it as there is now. And so like, yeah, to sure. make it and succeed, like, yeah, a lot of it had to do with, um, uh, oh, God damn it. What's the word? Assimilation. Assimilation. Thank you. I was like acclimating. Mm, yeah. No, so saying assimilating. It's, yeah. Right. Close. <laughs> um, by like discarding yeah. their Indian identity and mm-hmm, taking mm-hmm. on a, yeah. a white. Yeah. Yeah. India or a white American one. Um, and then to further like enter into politics in Southern states is just a whole other level of like, Mm-hmm. needing to adapt that I can't even wrap my head around. Um, yeah. So, like, part of me, like, I, part of me gets, like, why they did it. I don't agree or condone, like, their approach. Um, but, like, I I do get it, mm. sadly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that there's definitely something to be said about these pieces of what has changed in terms of the like assimilation versus acculturation and mm-hmm. how for for a lot of different immigrant communities, it is now more acceptable to retain mm-hmm. more of your original identity and be more of a bicultural yeah. or third culture person yeah. rather than like, oh, fuck, I got to get rid of everything that makes me mm. look or act or whatever different to the extent possible. And mm-hmm. I think yeah. um, uh, Bobby Jindal slash Bush has a has a quote about like my parents emphasized me being American and that's how I think of myself. I'm an American and like I happen to just be Indian, whatever, which is this, you know, lovely American dream rhetoric. But Mm -hmm. then there's the very real reality of racism that he has certainly experienced in his life. So yeah, I get it in terms of like the only way that maybe for some folks I found to survive is to go like way too far in the other direction. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the only way to find mm-hmm. like recognition right yeah and 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 yeah fit in basically and like i will say i've we're talking about you know folks that are maybe older than us and like you know have had a little bit of a different experience maybe than us um but i've seen it in our generation too like there are plenty of even among friends who were either actively encouraged by their parents not to learn their native language or they've chosen to you know whatever way and not I'm not saying it is right or wrong but you know they've chosen to kind of forego their culture in favor of becoming more American in favor of better opportunities and fitting in better and being able to pursue (laughs) that American dream Um, and some of them do some of them I think from what they've our conversations do regret that they never learned that language or they didn't hold on to that culture some of them are fine you know some of them are trying to kind of bridge that gap and it's difficult because they've become so far removed from like Indian society and culture and things like that. So it's interesting. Like it's not something that precludes our generation. Like it happens to us too. Um, And I think at the end of the day, it's like a survival mechanism, you know? Um, But then it's also kind of what you make of it. You know, if you're, doing that as a survival and then you're 
using wherever you went with that for good, for the betterment of your people or people around you, I think fine. But if you're, you know, harming people with that, with that privilege that you've gained, then right, yeah. So there's that. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Are you going Trojan horse tactic? Right. Like, All right. Dope, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right, um, right. But I will say, and I think that's part of our privilege that we have of, of having grown up in communities that, um, in spaces where there is a lot more racial and ethnic diversity mm-hmm. and all types of diversity mm-hmm. in general, mm-hmm. where, um, sure, you're not necessarily represented in media or there it's still like few and far between the number of South Asians, but you're not the only one. Or you yeah. have community or you have spaces where you're um, at least, you're not always in the minority. Yeah. And yeah. I do, I do, I can't speak to the experience of what it is like to grow up in like rural Washington or in South Dakota or mm-hmm. Texas or, you know, whatever. Um, yeah. And what that experience might be like for those folks who are like, all right, I'm not white. Mm. I'm not black. What do I do? Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and the option often ends up becoming like going to one quote unquote pole, mm. right? Or the other, because I've literally had, I remember I was on, I went on a family vacation on a cruise in middle school and there was a girl there on the cruise who was part of the, you know, they have little like youth lounge places <laughs> where you go and hang out with the other kids. <laughs> and I went there and yeah, and we were talking and we became like vacation friends, cruise friends. And she told me, she was like, I straight up, I've never met anyone else in my life or like been friends at least with anyone else in my life who is not white or black. And, like, that just blew my mind that I was, like, she was, I think, from a little bit more southern or, like, rural Georgia. And she's, like, I only know Christians in my life. You're the first person I've met who's not Christian. And you're the first person that I've met, or at least on a deeper level, who is is not either black or white. And I was, like, Mm, yep, sorry, not either one of those things. (laughs) We exist. Brown (laughs) like chai. (laughs) But but it is interesting to think. Um, that, you know, in the span of, and I don't recall exactly when, uh, when Nimrata and Piyush took office, but like, you know, 20 years later, we have candidates like Sri Kulkarni, who's running in Texas, uh, in the Houston area. And he speaks mm-hmm. like 12 languages and he's, mm-hmm. so Damn. yeah, he what? speaks, yeah. And he's campaigning right in all languages in, in all languages yeah he, like yeah um you know speaks like just hindi like telugu you know a bunch of yeah. south indian languages and then like mandarin chinese and igbo oh <laughs> like you know a whole host of languages oh, and he's campaigning um he's like making calls in all those languages and like just mm. totally leaning into it um in a place like texas he is good wow looking. Just putting that out there. Wait, what is the name? Sorry, <laughs> off topic, but just saying. Okay. What was the name? Sri Kulkarni. Sri okay. Preston Kulkarni. Nice. Yeah. Looking up a visual He's now. Apparently, descended from like one of the founders of Texas. Really? So is he partially? So Interesting. I think he, he must be. Ah, Indian immigrant father yeah. and an American mother. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Who is a descendant of okay. Sam Houston. Who's that? 
Oh, that must be the uh, yeah, yeah, okay. founder. Yeah, yeah. Secured the independence of Texas from Mexico. Okay, cool. So his, his cool, mom cool, is cool. descended from the Sam Houston dude. I, I, That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that explains the weird middle name. <laughs> I, I mean, I think that there's something to be said about, as we're thinking about the mobility of South Asian and South Asian Americans and how our immigrant narrative aligns with the immigrant narratives of a lot of other folks from around the world, but also how it's different. And it strikes me going back to this piece of like maybe earlier generations versus now people are being able to, to uh, help our fellow marginalized folks a little bit more. I can't help but think about that piece of like, it is, um, it is a part of the system of oppression that you can only get above, right? You can only get ahead by stepping on someone who's below you. And so mm. I think about things that I've heard yeah. even within, uh, like from coming out of family friends' mouths, like the folks who are Republican and buying into this rhetoric of like, yeah, Trump's election, that really sucked, but you know, at least we're still okay kind of thing. And that yeah, piece of like yeah, that lack privilege. of love yeah. for your neighbor or lack of ability to empathize. Mm-hmm, yeah. And and it is a little bit different for folks who come from express, experiences of marginalization themselves that they're like, okay, I've made it. So now I can't necessarily uh, look back or I can't help other people get here because that's going to diminish my own power or role or status. And, and I yeah. see that security. Right. Yeah. And I see that and I, yeah. I, I understand where that thought process comes from. But I also just really, Mm -hmm. if you're one of those people, I just really challenge you to think about like what you had to get through and why you would ever wish ill on anyone else. You know what I mean? Or even if not you directly, the, Mm -hmm. the lineage, the ancestry, and just the ability to have empathy for people, even if you haven't directly had that experience or your family does come from more privilege. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, That brings to mind, uh, Sri, like what you said. Um, do you all remember, I think it was a couple of months ago or some time ago with the whole like mm-hmm. H1B visa thing and how, again, I don't know how true this is, but I did read a couple of things that said like basically folks from India, uh, you know, kind of in the IT sector who are vying for visas and it's very competitive and all that. They were willing to donate money, I think, towards mm-hmm. the GOP or towards yeah. the campaigns or whatever in order to secure mm-hmm. that visa. And, you know, in, you know, the first thought is like, <laughs> what the fuck? Like, you're brown, you're an immigrant, um, and you're supporting that? But then it's that same thing, right? It's like your survival comes first. And, you know, coming to America, that huge opportunity, all of that, that American dream, you chase that first, even if it harms your fellow brown people, right. even if it harms maybe eventually you in the future, but you're not thinking about that right now. You're just trying to you know, get through that next step yeah. of survival and like making it right. Whatever that means. I mean, for it you. harms someone. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily even have to be someone who looks like you, but like someone is mm-hmm. getting harmed, and you know, yeah, that someone is getting harmed. This, that entire campaign, every everything, every single policy, every single soundbite that came out of that campaign was oriented mm-hmm. around harming someone. 
Um, and just exactly far too mm-hmm. many South Asians were willing to go along with it. Um, mm-hmm. I remember mm-hmm. my mom, yeah. a really, really good friend of theirs, um, because they follow the same, you know, guru. So they're like, you know, they're bonded by this, this spiritual connection. Right. Mm-hmm. And he right. and his wife are both Republicans and they voted for Trump. And my mom was on the phone with them. And apparently he was like, you know, I'm not really happy with the things Trump is doing. And she was like, well, you voted for him. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, well, Mandiradi, you know, I am a Republican. What what am I going to do? I can't vote Democrat. And she was like, ah. yeah, you could have. <laughs> you voted yeah, for the damn guy. Yeah. <laughs> Says it right yeah. on the website. Change your party affiliation. Like you, your vote condoned everything he he stands for, mm-hmm. and so by extension, that's what yeah. you stand for. And you can't sit there mm-hmm. and and clap your hands and go Jay Ma Jay Ma, and also you know <laughs> vote, vote to harm your fellow your fellow human right. beings, right? Like your sins are not erased. Yeah. Like that, that level of of cognitive hypocrisy there. Mm-hmm. is just something. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think, okay, I don't know if this is like a really like thorny topic to go into, but I think it's interesting to also think about um, politics back home in like, you know, South Asian countries because there is a lot of, you know, like ethnically charged Mm. politics that happens in South Asian countries. There's a lot of demagoguery um, Mm -hmm. and a lot of this yeah and like and like and like a lot of this kind of like oh you know like Mm -hmm. shitty politics Mm -hmm. just happens like it happens like it's fine um and like you know the distrust of politics um over there that many of our parents might have grown up with um back in south asia when you come back over here um you know it it does Might be more kind of influence how yeah. they see mm-hmm. yeah. politics. But I also feel like yeah. that privilege, you know, like of being a very educated, probably from a higher caste family and, you know, for example, being Brahmin or whatever and like having that status in India perhaps or like whatever and that care and, you know, that probably makes you a little bit more likely uh, to come here, to have that privilege of being able to come here. Not everybody's like that, but I think some of that privilege carries over to here too, whether they realize it or not. Uh, when you're thinking about like, okay, me versus them, protecting me, protecting that status that mm-hmm. I have, you know, that I'm here and I've, you know, uh, made it, I have a house, I have, you know, kids are in college, whatever, like your whole like American dream, like, mm-hmm that privilege boosts you up, I think, a little bit more, too, when you've had it in both places. Right. And I think that makes you to. a little bit less yeah. likely to think about those that aren't in that same situation as you, Yeah, whatever that means. Yeah. And I also want to throw maybe out there, it, yeah. maybe a little bit less so from South Asian countries, at least in terms of the recent history. Um, but I do know, so, like, one of my best friends is Chinese-American, and I know that her parents specifically, because they escaped from China and communist rule, for that reason, there's like a um, political and oppressive history 
that pushes them mm-hmm. and especially her dad more towards conservatism and towards the Republican Party because of the personal experiences that they've had with like communism is is horrible and has impacted my personal life and my family in these ways and therefore like socialism and in the ways that the Democratic Party is enacting quote unquote socialist policies I I don't stand for that. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's that flavor there too that's important to consider of from whatever host country, home country, what the experiences might have been and how that does um, shift the way that you perceive things here, even if the conditions are different here. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. I think um, one little cool thing about um, politics that it's just like a small story, but I think it's cool to share um, is about the first Daisy American, um, who was elected to Congress. His name was Dalip Singh Sand. I might not be saying that correctly. And he was elected in like 1957. And he actually, um, he couldn't apply for citizenship for a very long time because mm-hmm. it was illegal. Um, it was only after there was an act, the Loose Seller Act, that was passed in 1946 after the war that um, allowed for Indian Americans to apply for hmm. citizenship. And he did that. And, um, and you know, he did face racism at times. Like, he faced, like, harsh rhetoric. People kept pointing out that he was, like, mm. dark-skinned. But, you know, he, he was still a member of Congress. And now, according to SALT, these Americans are, like, about 1% mm. of the population and there are four Desi Americans in Congress or in the House right now, which is around one percent. So And what is salt? I don't know. Just for people who don't know. Salt Yes. Salt is the South Asian Americans leading together. Ah, cool. Sorry, I just that I knew is it. What it is. <laughs> I that didn't mean to like steal your thunder. Yeah. So I think it's kind of cool. And then we also have, for example, Kamala Harris, who is, I think, one yeah, of her parents half, yeah. is yep. of Desi ancestry. And, you know, a lot of people think she mm-hmm. might be running mm-hmm. for president. God, I future, hope so. so. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, so a cool thing that we'll definitely throw up into this, the description there, but SALT, um, so South Asian Americans leading together, has a cool voter guide that they published too for this particular midterm election. And it is it, it it's not for the whole country, unfortunately, but it does cover all of the the policy positions and values of candidates who are in um, the twenty congressional districts that have the highest number of South Asian Americans in the country. So there's California, Ooh. Georgia, Illinois, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, etc. And so that's cool. Wait, New Jersey yeah. made the list, <laughs> and that's are you surprised? <laughs> Um, it was a joke (laughs) a very bad one but that's cool because it is focused on um, South Asian issues and things that may be more relevant to South Asian voters in terms of rating folks on immigration and their policies or or, uh, voting record with hate crimes towards civil rights towards the census so I thought that was pretty cool in terms of having things that are more specifically catered to our growing population and that might be a little bit more relevant to voting issues that we as a voting population might care about and i think it's also important to point out that 
what was it? There's like a hundred plus people who are of South Asian American um, heritage who are who are candidates for this year's midterms, right? So that's also exciting mm. in terms of seeing all the new folks mm. that we might be having yeah. in there pretty soon. Yeah. Um, all across different, you know, mm-hmm. levels of representation mm-hmm. in government. Yeah. 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 And this is a big trend actually among all minority groups. I think most uh, minority groups in the U.S. are getting a lot more um, candidates up uh, for various like local, state, and then mm-hmm. also federal positions. Yeah. And I think, yeah. And Shreya, you were pointing out too, and I, obviously you ha- you have more knowledge and you might want to share a little bit about your work too that you're doing, but that piece of like not only people who are running for elected positions, but all the number of appointees and different like policy things and the different pieces Mm -hmm. of government across the board, across from just the political figures that we might see or know or hear of and all the people who are, you know, behind the scenes in different ways and doing work, enacting policy, suggesting policy, all of that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I don't know too, too much, um, because I do more creative type work instead of more like policy work. But, um, as far as the, like people who are in office right now, I think one person that, um, we should pay attention to in particular is Pramila Jaipal, who is a congressional representative from Washington state, um, and she she was elected, oh, I don't know, two years ago, I think, in, in 2016. And she's just been one of the most um, visible South Asian representatives who I've seen show up to, you know, rallies for uh, immigrants mm-hmm. and rallies in support of Mm-hmm. trans rights and um you know she was front and center at the um the me too mm-hmm. protests mm-hmm. and so i it was just very very refreshing to see a south asian person be so visibly protesting mm-hmm. um because we uh, just often are not yeah. um and so to see someone and she wasn't born here she she yeah she, she was um, born in chennai i think at a yeah, hmm. in I think in her late teens or early twenties, um, and to see someone like that, you know, holding elected office mm-hmm. and also just like standing up for other people is fantastic. And um, she's definitely someone to pay attention to, um, you know, as we creep closer to, or not. I was going to say as we creep closer to 2020 but i think she's just someone to pay attention mm-hmm. to like in the midst of all this trump administration mm-hmm. bullshit, yeah really um yeah uh yeah and um another person um who i think merits some um merits a shout out is uh ro Khanna. um he's a representative He's the representative for uh, the Silicon Valley area, if if I'm not mistaken, um, and he was he was the first Democrat I want to say who um, endorsed Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Um, who, uh, for those of you who aren't familiar with her, um, she kind of made headlines um, a few months ago when she 
um, unseated Joe Crowley, who is this like two decades long mm. serving representative for um, the Bronx and Queens. Um, and she's this like 28 year old um, bartender. Nice essentially, who was an organizer for Bernie. Mm-hmm. And she had an unapologetic platform of Medicare mm-hmm. for all and a $15 minimum wage. Um, she's a democratic socialist. And so people got their panties in a twist over that. <laughs> but honestly, everything she stands for is like shit that helps people. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, and Democrats... <laughs> Because I don't know what our deal is, but we just love to play the safe card. Um, and Ro Khanna was was the first Democrat to come out and say, "Hey, actually, that's dope." Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You got my endorsement. So, um, props to him for that. And the the thing that drives me nuts about that too is just thinking about like, so the word socialism having such a bad rap and Mm. and i mean obviously there's the historical Mm -hmm. context of that of communism or socialism not working out in a variety of contexts sure but that there are already so many socialists quote-unquote things that are part and parcel that are like part of the fabric of our society that we like for example sewage (laughs) or thinking about ambulatory care or thinking you know Mm -hmm. or like Mm. the way there's Mm -hmm. so many different pieces of this country that are already run in that way and that everyone does benefit from and the piece of you know that it's not an actual democracy in that sense and that there we are pouring our resources in and pooling things for the benefit of all and that's not Mm -hmm. obviously true socialism in that sense but like thinking of the Medicare for all and thinking about healthcare as another basic human right, there's ways to do that and, right. and, and have it be in a way that promotes the health and humanity of all people without it being in turning into a quote unquote socialist or communist society overall. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think right. people just get, yeah, as you yeah. said, their panties mm-hmm. in a and bunch. <laughs> They do. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's what's so dumb about politics in a sense is that like, it's really, it really just comes down to semantics. Mm. Like people will, will, you know, throw a fit over single payer healthcare. But then if you say Medicare for all, they're like, okay, well, maybe, (laughs) you know, like that's somehow more palatable than single payer. Mm. Um, Or, you know, or on the, on the flip side, you know, like, the Patriot Act stands for something really nefarious. Um, the full thing that I can't remember, but then like you call it the Patriot Act and people are like, Oh yeah. Surveilling our communities is a Patriot patriotic thing to do. Um, (laughs) and it's just, it's just weird. how Like (laughs) that's how government works. Yeah. 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 Um, And and that's also why it's important to vote so that the numbnuts who are, (laughs) working the system you know yeah at least work it yeah. for some yeah. good yeah it's that same mentality of mm-hmm. like oh you know my tax dollars are paying for food stamps for someone who doesn't work and is buying like a tv at best buy and i'm like yeah. that's literally not how any of it works <laughs> like literally any of it like literally every part of what you said is wrong all of it all of yeah. it right also like <laughs> does not does a normal person not deserve to watch tv like you know like that whole right. thing of like Oh, I see you're buying, you know, 
uh, this like grass fed butter with your food stamps. And it's like, okay, but do I not deserve to eat also organic food or good food for my family? Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. why do I have to eat like shitty trans fatty margarine? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like that it's that right. whole like, con- but I'm like, you know, just everything is wrong about it. So just stop, just stop. You're embarrassing yeah. yourself, you know? <laughs> yeah. People just, yeah. people, there are people that freak out at the good of others and mm-hmm, they don't, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm just like, your money is going anyway. Wouldn't you rather that it goes towards something useful than something really shitty, like bombing other countries and taking their resources, but or, I don't know, you know, know. prison, war. But people are totally fine, like paying taxes out the ass to pay salaries for representatives mm-hmm. who literally want to take away their health Yeah, and also don't do anything. Don't do any work. Yeah, doing it. Yeah. So, yep. Mm-hmm. People are no, weird. No, don't do People that. People are weird. Do well, yeah. if you're riled up about this like we are, then yeah. freaking do yeah. something about it. And, and... <laughs> we're we're just gonna keep on saying it, just so you're warned. Yeah, it's not gonna end. Yeah, to so go out there <laughs> yeah. and vote. Yeah. But the good thing is, if you're getting antsy and you don't want to wait until November sixth mm-hmm. to vote, early vote um, is happening in a lot of. Uh, a lot of states mm-hmm. um and a lot of states also have same day registration yeah. 17 um, states plus the district of columbia how about that so i would suggest um visit vote.org um and you can find pretty much all of your voting information there mm-hmm. um including your polling place um if you need to request an absentee ballot you can do that there as well um can find the hours for your polling place. You can find the dates that you can vote. And voter guides, too, so you know who you're voting for and researching the people and kind mm-hmm. of know, go in there with a the plan. Yeah. Or And that's yeah. the nice thing about absentees. Mm-hmm. You just got it, and you can look through and yeah. make your decisions yeah. and Pretty do the research exactly. and then just send it off and not even have to leave your yeah. home or... Voting yeah. absentee is like taking an open book <laughs> and doing it in your pajamas, no less. Or naked. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to vote yeah. naked. How or naked. That? Whatever whatever yeah. floats your boat, you know. Yeah. yeah. And another thing about absentee ballots or mail-in ballots is that uh, the post office will deliver them regardless of whether it has Fascinating. I didn't know that. Um, yeah. So That's so nice of them. Do did not, not know that. postage. <laughs> Uh, and the the rules are different for people who are overseas, um, but if you are within the United States, hmm. um, they they will deliver it without postage. They just charge like the local um, election board. Nice, or something yeah. Like that. Cool. Someone still ends up paying, mm-hmm. but and, you know, mm-hmm. if you don't have it. I, I was actually reading something about how mm-hmm. millennials were like afraid of voting because they don't know how to send mail. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a it's a skill that's been missed by some people apparently um so yeah. if you want to know how to address a letter or where to find stamps just write us at susma um just send us an email we'll, and we'll let yeah. you know um but no for real you can buy stamps uh, at any post office and you can also often buy them at just your local grocery store so which i know mm-hmm. you go up in there mm-hmm. to get food so next time you're there you can just pop over to the little yeah. service desk and they a lot of local grocery stores will sell stamps as well but if you need help oh yeah, yeah let us know sure. drug stores mm-hmm. too cvs walgreens right aid yeah Rite-Aid. yeah definitely i also wanted to put a quick plug not only for voting but um obviously voting is really important and i think Estria kind of kicked us off at the beginning like one of the basic 
things, right, that we, the one of the most direct ways in which we can have an impact. I also just want to put in a quick plug, though, for like people who either are not citizens or people who, um, in, in general, wanting to go above and beyond just voting, that there are a lot of things like not just during voting time, not just during midterm elections either, but that piece of policy and awareness and advocacy throughout the whole year, throughout, you know, in between every four years, there's a lot that has to happen as well. And so I think it's easy to get to really get into it when it comes to actual election time. But I think a lot of the work that makes things actually change happens between those big periods. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah, totally. Voting is like the first round. <laughs> yeah, and like, you know, at the very <laughs> least, something that you can do is just like talk to the people around you, talk to people in your in totally. your community, discuss these mm -hmm discuss all of these issues um you know listen to what yeah. people have to say and give your own opinion as well you know um we all live in such a big um in such a big society but really some of the biggest impacts we can make are really close to home um so definitely do that publicly shame your friends if they are eligible to vote and they um are not <laughs> as i have done um, and um you know and just like talk talk about what is important to you talk about um what you're cheering and what you are worried about what, you, what you're happy about mm -hmm. um yeah get that dialogue mm -hmm. going and help your friends learn yeah. about registration and absentee ballots and how mm -hmm. to put stamps yeah. on mail you know good skills to have also teach them how to do yeah. laundry while you're at it and for those people, uh, well, so one, if you need um, a way to get to your poll uh, or your polling place, Lyft is offering 50% off rides to your polling place on wow. election day. I thought I read some of their doing free stuff, Also, if you live in a place, too. I think, yeah, there are a lot of places that do free rides as well. Mm. Um, that you might have to do some more Googling, but, um, if you email us and are unable, or if you're unable to find information, email us and, mm. and we can, um, try to get the information to you. Um, also if you live in a place that you feel like is super democratic or liberal already, or you just feel like your vote doesn't matter, um, your vote absolutely still does mm -hmm. matter. Um, just because a place is, has a democratic representative already, whereas majority Democrat does not, mean that everything is hunky-dory um so definitely still vote mm -hmm. um oftentimes there are ballot measures mm -hmm. um that affect mm -hmm. you and your community especially um, for midterms yeah in new york for example you'd think new york is like a democrat's wet dream <laughs> um but it's really not there are some really nefarious shit that people have tried to pull on and yeah. And a lot of our representatives are kind of just like Democrat and mm -hmm. alone. Um, and you don't want a Democrat who's just a Democrat and name alone. Yeah, yeah. Um, you shouldn't you shouldn't want a representative just because they are of a party. You should really vote for them for what they stand mm -hmm. for. Mm -hmm. And for those of you who think that your vote doesn't matter, it absolutely does. Um, I want to say John Lewis said this, but I could be wrong. Don't quote me on it. But <laughs> someone said that you know if. If your vote didn't matter, they wouldn't try so hard to take mm. it away. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so just keep that in mind Snaps. because voter suppression is very mm -hmm. real. Mm. Um, and 
they are literally taking your votes away um, across mm-hmm. the country. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's not a South thing only. It's literally across mm-hmm. the country. So yeah. if you're able to vote, you should vote because there are plenty of people who mm-hmm. would love to mm-hmm. and cannot. So yeah. you owe it to them as well as yourself. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And one thing I just want to add is, well, two things. Um, you know, as far as, you know, Trish was talking about talking to your friends and we were all talking about talking to your friends and family and whatever. And I will say that sometimes an issue that they may not think is important becomes important when it's important to you. So when you say, hey, you know, have you thought that I won't have this access anymore? For example, you know, I can't do this or I can't get here. Or I can't get the health care that I need if this is taken away from me. That can spur somebody else that you know and love and maybe who knows and loves you or cares about you to then go out and do that. You know, sometimes it takes it. Like we said, it seems like, oh, that one vote will get lost in the void of things and will never make a difference. But it can make the difference for someone that you actually care about, you know. So think of it on that personal level. And it's it's, it's easy to get bogged down on that when you think about the scale of the country and, you know, uh, whether your one vote matters or not. But it does matter to somebody probably that you care about. So think of it that way, um, because that can really encourage someone to go out and you know, help make that decision on behalf of everything that's happening. Um, second thing I wanted to add is I just little, did a little Google search. So I found two things about transportation. One is that uh, Uber is offering $10 off of wherever you're going the day you're voting, like to your voting uh, place. And also I saw another article that said it's going to be free. So I don't know, but that might be a viable option for folks. So Lyft and Uber looks like there are some options to get you where you need to be that day. Yep. Get out there and vote, y'all. Do it. We've said it like literally like 20 times now. So like do it, please. (laughs) If anything, consider it the biggest fuck you to fusion. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. This conversation actually inspired me to go ahead and fill out my ballot right now because Denver conveniently uh, mails every registered voter their ballot and there's That's a little so nice convenient drop off boxes. Yeah, I didn't oh, even have to yeah. I didn't even have to request an absentee. They just send it to everyone so I can sit wow. I can now I will proceed to take all my clothes off, vote for who I want to vote, and then next time I'm walking down <laughs> the, the street only way to do drop it, it off. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I vote naked. How about you? You're actually legally required to fill out your ballot in the nude. <laughs> In Colorado. That's, I heard that's one of the referendums I heard about this time. <laughs> oh, is it? Gosh. <laughs> but what if I get cold? What do I do? All right, yeah. Well, thanks for listening as always. And, and let us yeah. know if you have any questions or comments or future topics. And let us know if you need help or, or the system is a little mind-boggling or a system got you down we're here to listen we're here to help and and hopefully we're here to make some changes in the society that we want to see yeah changes so remember you can always find us on facebook at south asian smh or uh, if you can just you can just search for south asian sexual and mental health alliance you can find us on our website and our website now has a very handy dandy contact form if you have thoughts questions feedback on the podcast, anything that you want to get in touch um, with us over. So just hit us up on the website, find us on Facebook, and keep in touch. We'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Until next time. Bye.